We're going to be in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. Uh, when I was in Texas, I went out one time witnessing uh, with, with a man named Tim Steinhilber. And uh, Tim got excited about sharing Christ. And, and he was, I had turned over to him to share with this person. And, and he was sharing. Uh, and uh, when he was done, he got in the car with me. He said, something just happened. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, he said, I started talking to her, and it was like it was just flowing. It was like it just came natural and easy. And he said, it was, it was something I've never experienced before. And I said, well, I know exactly what that is, Tim. I said, that was the Holy Spirit. I said, he was helping you as you were sharing Christ in that situation. And, you know, I found in my own life that I need the Holy Spirit to help me. Uh, I found that the things that I do in my own strength are ineffective, but the things that he does through me uh, have the touch of his hand. And so um, each of us needs that as believers. Um, Paul is speaking to a church that's a very troubled church. Uh, they have parties and factions. Uh, this group's following after this person. This group's following after that person. And uh, there's division, but they also have division over spiritual gifts. There's there's uh, people that were, were a tongues group that uh, were emphasizing that and uh, looking down on those who didn't uh, have that gift. And then there were those who, who didn't like the tongue speakers, and they were kind of talking about them. And there, there was this division in the church that was going on. And so uh, Paul says, I want to write to you, and I want to inform you about spiritual gifts and uh, what you need to do and how you need to go about this. Uh, so that you can have a unified church, and you can have an effective witness, and you can walk with God as He desires you to walk. And in the middle of all the discussion, he points them to love. Uh, love is the key to it all. Uh, but uh, as he gives these, these guidelines and how to use spiritual gifts, uh, there's some things that we can learn as well from these guidelines. And so I want to talk to you today about guidelines for a spiritual church. These are guidelines I believe all of us need to fulfill. So look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. <clears throat> he says, Now concerning what comes from the Spirit, brothers, I don't want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you used to be led off to the idols that could not speak. Therefore, I'm informing you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are different gifts but the same Spirit. There are different ministries but the same Lord. And there are different activities but the same God activates each gift in each person. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial. <clears throat> so... Uh, what are these guidelines? Well, the first one I want you to see is that we need to evaluate the messages. We need to evaluate the messages. Uh, whenever uh, you have a spiritual gift used that is a speaking gift, it needs to be evaluated. That's important to say. Um, I was talking with uh, Tim Huff this past week, and he was sharing with me uh, about this, uh, this man that he saw on television who said, I'm a Christian, I'm a, 
a pastor, but then he went on to deny the word of God. He went on to deny uh, Christian witness, and he, and he basically unsaid everything he had said when he said, I'm a Christian, because he was not teaching the truth of God. Just because somebody has Christian label written across them doesn't mean they're from God. Just because somebody calls himself a pastor doesn't mean he's from God. Uh, and sometimes even those who are genuine Christians cannot be in tune with God and can say the wrong thing. None of us are perfect. And so we need to evaluate the messages that are being said. Now, you need to evaluate what I say. I was reading about the uh, Bereans this morning in my quiet time and how they uh, read over the Word of God and began to check out everything that was said to determine if actually the Bible did say these things that Paul was saying. Uh, and, and the Bible said they were a more noble group and the, than the Thessalonians. And so uh, we need to have that same attitude, that same heart of, of evaluating, is this what God's Word says? Did you know the Holy Spirit will never contradict the Word of God? Not one time. Matter of fact, the Spirit is the one who inspired the Word of God. He is the one who gave us the Word of God through those human authors that God used. And so, uh, he won't contradict the Word of God. Uh, and, and we need to evaluate these messages. Um, he says, you used to be led astray to idols. Did you know that there's a lot of people being led astray today? A lot of people. There are people that are being led astray into false religion. There are actually people around the world who worship physical idols. Some of us worship idols that aren't physical, that are, you know, maybe our job or something like that. But, but there are world religions that people are being led astray to. There are cults that are, people are being led astray to these cults that teach a different Jesus, a different way of salvation, and people are being led astray. He says, I don't want you to be led astray. So he says, I want you to evaluate what is being said. In verse 3, he says, I'm informing you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So, um, you know what I found out uh, when I was doing some study in, in college and and uh, I, I did a class called 20th Century Theology, and I found out that there's a lot of theology out there that is not pro-Jesus. They're speaking against Jesus. What he's saying here, that if Jesus be cursed, it fits into that. Because they are speaking against what the Bible says Jesus was. People can tend to make up a Jesus in their own image, right? Uh, and, and they're speaking against Jesus and what the Bible says about Jesus. But he says no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now let me tell you what he doesn't mean by that. He doesn't mean if somebody just says Lord, because Jesus said you can say Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say. He says, and, and, and one of these days I'll say depart from me, I never knew you. So he's not saying that you can't say the word Lord and, and not be uh, of God. But what he's saying is you can't genuinely say that from your heart. And, and it be anything but the Holy Spirit enabling you to say that. What does it mean for Jesus to be Lord? It means that 
He's the sovereign of our life. He's the king of our life. He's the leader of our life. That we're surrendered to him. We're surrendered to his purpose. Rebellion is the opposite of that. Uh, If a person says, I will not follow God's word, or they say something like this, I know God's word says that, but that's not coming from the Holy Spirit. The person who is surrendered to the word of God is a person that is surrendered to the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, The person who is saying Jesus is Lord in their lifestyle. Who's following God and, and willing. And by the way, did you know the Holy Spirit is sensitive? Did you know if you rebel against the Holy Spirit and you're unwilling to follow him, the Bible says you can quench the Holy Spirit. It's like we went on a camping trip when I was a little boy and we, uh, we had a campfire. Isn't that neat? And, uh, but we had to, to pour water all over the campfire to put it out before we left. And what we did is we quenched the fire that was there, right? When we sin purposely against God, against His Word, against His Spirit's leading our life, what we do is we pour water over the fire of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, recognize that in your life, if you want God's joy, if you want to walk in the abundant life, if you want uh, His peace that passes understanding, it begins when you say yes to Jesus Christ. Surrender is so important in the Christian life. So the person who is speaking surrendered to God, surrendered to his word. The person who is sharing maybe in a one-on-one relationship with you, who is surrendered to God. Chances are, as they speak, the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. But that person that won't follow God, don't look to them for spiritual encouragement in your life, or at least for spiritual direction. Let's put it that way, okay? So evaluate these messages. You can't just take things at surface value. You need to evaluate the life. Um, Also, saying Jesus is Lord uh, is putting the focus upon him, right? Uh, Jesus is what this is all about. It's not about me. It's not about... Our church, it's about Jesus, right? Did you know the Holy Spirit delights to point people to Jesus? I remember one time I, I, I went out on a date with a girl. And the whole time she talked about the last guy that she went out with. Have you ever had that experience? It was really a pleasant date. And so uh, that was the last date we ever had. But I understood it, right? I mean, when you delight in someone, you want to talk about them. Now, the Holy Spirit delights in Jesus, And so somebody that is filled by the Spirit of God is always pointing toward Jesus. They're always lifting up Jesus. Somebody who is lifting up themselves, watch out. There's some TV preachers I've seen that do that. They talk about themselves. It's all about what they're doing, all about what they've seen, all about what they're doing. I've even heard some of them say, well, I don't, uh, you know, Jesus said this, but I know more than Jesus. I've heard one of them say that one time. It's like, we talk about arrogance. But um, the person that is filled by the Spirit of God is pointing people to Jesus. Jesus is Lord. And one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So uh, evaluate the messages that you hear. Don't just take things at face value. Evaluate the life of the person. 
the false teachers in the scripture oftentimes were people that had immorality problems. Uh, they were people that uh, caused division in the church. Now, sometimes division is when somebody lines up with God and other people don't like it. Uh, Jesus had some division against him, didn't he? So division doesn't always mean a person is bad, but, but be aware if there's somebody who's a source of division, sometimes it, it can be an indicator that person may be a false teacher. If somebody is causing trouble and stirring up dissent in the church, that is not from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to unify the church. So evaluate those messages. So uh, guidelines for spirit-filled church. First of all, evaluate the message. Secondly, expect diversity. Now, he's going to talk about unity and diversity together. And he does it by using the Holy Trinity as an example. He says, first of all, in verse... uh, uh, Look at um, verse 5. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. Look at verse 4. I'm sorry. Back up. There are different gifts, but the same Spirit. So he talks about the Spirit first. Different ministries, but the same Lord. Verse 6. There are different activities, but the same God. You see what he's doing? He's saying God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are unified in gifting you as a church. For their purpose. The one true God. Expressed in three persons. You ever seen a triangle? It's got three distinct points. But it's one triangle. Uh, It's distinct in a different way than it's one. The same thing is true of the Trinity. We may not completely understand it. But we know that the Bible teaches it. But he's using that as an example of the church. He says the church is to be unified. In following God's will and God's way, but in doing so, they'll be diverse. And so he's saying, they'll expect diversity. Now, what they did, they were having fights over this diversity, right? Some of them were saying, well, I'm of Apollos. Others, I'm of Peter. Others, I'm of, you know, I'm of Jesus. We're the real spiritual one. I'm of Jesus. And so they were, they were fighting over the diversity that they had in the body. He says, you're not supposed to fight over the diversity, That diversity is supposed to be intended by God to bring blessing to the church and to help it be more unified and to help you be more dependent on one another. So um, expect it. Expect it. Diversity means that not everybody's going to do things exactly the way you do. Not everybody's going to perform the same service that you do. Uh, When I was in, in seminary, I remember... Uh, people coming and preaching. And, you know, it, it might be the prison ministry one week. It might be uh, the uh, homeless ministry another week. You know, and everybody had their ministry. And they come. And if you weren't involved in their ministry, there's something wrong with you. You need to get right with God. Right? And uh, a lot of times we have that attitude in the church, don't we? Well, my ministry, and we see the importance of it. Why? Because God has burdened us with it. He's gifted us to do it. And we think everybody ought to be able to do it. And, and everybody ought to do it. But that's not the way God's designed the body. God designed the body with different gifts. Some of you have speaking gifts. You're maybe an encourager. Uh, maybe you uh, are somebody who has mercy on people who are sick. Um, some of you may, may, may have a, uh, what they call a prophecy, speaking forth. Okay? It's basically all that prophecy means is speak forth as God leads you. Have you ever had somebody who just knew how to say the right thing at the right time to encourage you? 
Some of you got that gift. And so uh, you use those things to build up the body of Christ. So uh, there's diversity. Some of you will not have speaking gifts. You'll have serving gifts. Serving gifts. I heard Johnny Hunt talking about this one time. He says, I do not have the gift of service. He said, so please don't get mad at me when I don't help you put up chairs. (laughs) You know, all of us are different, right? So God's going to use us in these different ways, and that is good. That's as it is intended. That, now, by the way, that doesn't mean you can't help at certain times if it's an area outside your gift. That's okay. But, but just expect that diversity and appreciate it. Know that God has put people in this church to be a blessing to you in different ways. Isn't that a great thought to think about? That's yet another reason why you need to be in church, right? Because if you say, well, I hear people say all the time, well, I can worship Jesus on the golf course. Well, I don't know if you're thinking about Jesus when you're hitting a golf ball. But uh, even if you are, think about this. You don't have the rest of the body there with you. You don't have the, the people that God has appointed and gifted to be a ministry and a blessing to you here in this body of believers. So um, just be aware of that. Know that there are different, different gifts and that we're all wired differently. And that's okay. God made it that way on purpose. So evaluate the messages. Expect diversity. Thirdly, exhibit his character. This is so important. Exhibit his character. Look at verse 7. A demonstration of the Spirit. Now, that's what my translation says. It could be translated manifestation or revealing of the Spirit. What is he saying? That in whatever my specific giftedness is, when I serve God, people need to see Jesus in me. The Holy Spirit brings forth the character of Christ in me. What the Bible calls it the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Have you ever asked your question, what is the difference between what we do as a church... And what the United Way does, or what the Red Cross does, or one of these other world organizations that do good things out in the world. What's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. When we're serving Christ in the power of the Spirit, people should see Jesus in us. That's the difference. It's the manifestation of the Spirit. And guess what? The, the, the Bible says actually the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit singular of the Spirit is love, and all the rest of the fruits come out of that that particular thing. So love, that that selfless, unconditional love that can only come through us when we're empowered by the Spirit. That's what makes us unique as Christians. The Bible says they shall know you are Christians by your love. So it's the way that we do things. Um, I was so excited one day. Uh, it's been maybe, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago. Uh, I don't know exactly when, but someone came up to me and they said, I visited your church because I I had visited your food pantry and they were so kind to me and I I really felt uh, cared for. You know what that tells me? It tells me they were ministering in the power of the Spirit. They saw that love. Um, We we were back here doing the school supply giveaway a while back. Do you remember that? And uh, this little girl came through, and, and I heard her talking to her mom as, she was, as they were getting ready to finish and walk out the door. And she said, boy, people here sure are nice. Isn't that great? 
Praise the Lord for that. They see Jesus in you. That's what it's all about. This world is looking for something that is out of the ordinary, that is extraordinary. And the love of Christ is the most extraordinary thing in this world. So it's a manifestation. Exhibit his character. Exhibit his character. And guess what? Some days you won't feel like it. Did you know some days I feel grumpy when I come to church? You ever had that experience? Or I may be having allergy problems. And when I'm having allergy problems, I just don't, I don't feel like being around people. i tell, just tell you the truth here. And, and I have to, what I have to do is I have to say, Lord, you know where I'm at. Love your people through me. Fill me with your spirit and, and do this through me. Because I can't do it. I don't have the strength to do it. You do it through me. You see, that's how it works. And you ask God. One of the things I like to do in my quiet time each day is ask the Holy Spirit to live through me. Right? So that when I interact with people, wherever I may be, that they could see Jesus. I don't always do that perfectly, but, uh, but that's, that's something that is so important. Exhibit his character. Exhibit his character. So first of all, evaluate his message. Secondly, expect diversity. Thirdly, exhibit his character. And finally, be energized for others. Spiritual gifts are not about you or me, okay? Spiritual gifts are about others. Look at what he says. Verse 7, a demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial or for the common good is another way you could translate that. But it's, it's all of us bearing together, doing the same work together and doing things to help each other be lifted up and built up in Christ, okay? So spiritual gifts can bring you personal benefit. That's one thing that the scripture says tongues does. It brings personal edification. But, but that is so that you can then serve others, right? Uh, whatever edification you get, I get edification through teaching and preaching the word of God. Sometimes I'm so blessed in my study that the tears come down my cheek. I, I'm so ministered to by the word of God. Sometimes God works me over and convicts me. In the middle of preparing a message. And I'm blessed because God is doing a work in my life through the work and the gift that he's given me. But guess what? It's not about me. It's about others. The reason God has gifted me is to be a blessing to you. And the reason God has blessed each one of you is to be a blessing to others in the body of Christ. So... Uh, be energized to do his work. And one of the words that's used here in the Greek uh, literally means, it's a compound word, it means working in. It's a word from which we get our, our uh, English word energy. Uh, uh, demonstrations given to each person to produce or to work in us what is beneficial for other people. God energizes us and empowers us to help other people. I go to a hospital visit. I uh, sometimes I, I will just I'll ask God, and I try to do this regularly. Lord, would you help me to minister to this person? Would you empower me to do that? Uh, if I am uh, witnessing, Lord, will you fill me with your spirit? Will you speak through me to this person so that uh, that seed can be planted? Um, so think about others. 
You know, what do we think of sometimes when we come to church? We think about us, don't we? We come in, we're thinking, boy, preacher, bless me today if you can. Music director, bless me today if you can. Sunday school teacher, give me your best shot. Bless me if you can. It's all self-centered, isn't it? What we should think of when we come to God's house, and yes, God wants to bless us, but the thing is, it's about others. Lord, how can I, when I come to church today, how can I bless somebody else? Will you fill me and use me to bless somebody else today? Did you know there's some meetings I don't like to go to? Uh, you know, sometimes in the community, and I've been invited to meetings and stuff. I just really don't enjoy that much, and I, but I feel like I'm supposed to go to them. God, maybe God has led me to go to them. And uh, you think, why am I coming to this thing? I don't enjoy this. And, and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm having these thoughts, and it's like the Holy Spirit reminds me, well, maybe I want you there for what you can do for them. You ever thought about that? You see, it's about others. And so uh, when you have a spiritual gift, he says each spiritual gift, regardless of, and he goes and he lists some of them here. It's not an exhaustive list. Uh, But he says whatever spiritual gift you have, as you exercise that gift in some way, whether it's building you up so then you can build others up in other ways, or whether it's directly building others up, okay, uh, this, this gift in you is for the purpose of blessing other people. So be energized to do his work. Be energized for others. So uh, guidelines for a spirit-filled church. Evaluate the messages, expect diversity, exhibit his character, and be energized for others. As we follow these guidelines, uh, we'll, be, we'll be blessed as God's spirit works with us. Can I ask you um, this morning... As you think about this, that you would surrender your heart to follow Jesus this morning and whatever God wants to do to use you to be a blessing to others. Say, Lord, here I am. I'm available. Aren't you glad God uses clay pots? He said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Guess what? I am one. Sometimes I feel that. I feel, Lord, why did you choose to use me? But that's what he does. He takes ordinary people and he uses them for his glory. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. The scripture says that the power is of God and not of us. Would you be willing to say in your heart today, Lord, I surrender to do what you desire, to be a blessing to others and to bring glory to Jesus. And just say that in your heart. Some of you may want to come to this altar and say to the Lord today, Lord, I surrender to your purpose. Holy Spirit, use me in the way you desire. And... um, and help me to be a blessing to God's church. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, the Bible says that um, you don't yet have the Holy Spirit living within. He, he can deal with you as far as convicting you of sin, trying to draw you to, to faith in Jesus Christ. And you can sense his presence maybe through a worship service or something like that. But he doesn't yet live within you. So you can't live in this gift in this until you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you don't know him today, I'm going to encourage you. The Bible says that Jesus died on the cross for our sin. He paid the price for every sin, every failure, everything we should have done and didn't do, every every wicked thought, every wicked word, evil word, uh, all of it. He paid for all of it. And he said, it is finished on the cross. And then three days later, he rose from the dead. 
Bible says he's ascended to the right hand of God. He's coming again. And the scripture says that if we'll choose to turn from our sin in our own way, to follow Jesus, to surrender to him, and to receive that gift of salvation in simple trust, uh, what Jesus has done in paying the price and purchasing that place in heaven for us, we receive that in simple trust that God will save us and give us eternal life. And then the Holy Spirit will come live inside you and gift you to be a blessing to others. If you'd like to, to do that this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity. We're going to pray here in just a moment, and then we're going to have a time of invitation. I'm just going to ask that, uh, that you step out. I'll be standing here at the front. I'd love to pray with you. Uh, if you're ready from your heart to, to surrender to Christ, to follow him, and uh, to receive that gift of eternal life. Uh, if you're here today and you're a child of God and you want to say, Lord Jesus, I want you to be Lord in my life. I want to surrender to your purpose. Make me a blessing to someone else. We invite you to come to this altar. You come uh, here in just a moment uh, as, as, after we pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time that we, and the guidelines that you've given us uh, to be a spirit-filled church. And God, I pray that we would be a spirit-filled church that you'd use us to be a blessing to others. And, and Father, I surrender myself. Uh, use me as you desire uh, to be a blessing to other people. Father, help us to do that as a body of believers, uh, to be surrendered to your purpose. And Father, I pray for those that don't know Jesus here today, that they would surrender to your purpose that first time and receive the gift of eternal life and a relationship with you in simple trust this morning. And, uh, Father, that they would receive that uh, through a prayer of, of simple trust this morning. And, and God, I pray that... Um